Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. series is attitude for me I want to talk from the topic today or the first attitude is having an attitude that has a declaration of dependence but it's an attitude that has a declaration of appearance now a de- declaration of dependence now some people often ask Um, Why do I preach in series? And since the uh, inception of the church, I have always actually, even when we were a Bible study, taught in series. And I had to reflect on that question. And the reason that um, I teach often in series is because I think in reflection on how long it took for me to learn different lessons or understand different things and sometimes I learned in repetition I had to hear something over and over and over again and maybe you're like me um, that we are slow learners and it takes us a minute to be able to grab a concept uh, or for you regardless of what life you're in a stage of life you're in sometimes it takes a minute to undo what you thought you knew um, or what you might have learned wrong so the themes give us a long period of time or a while for us to be able to develop and to kind of unearth some things that we thought we knew so that we can get rooted in the word of God. So that's one of the reasons why um, I do teach or some of the reasons why I teach in themes and not just topics uh, week to week. Um, This year, our theme here at the church we have a theme every year that we have an umbrella. We have umbrella um, that kind of gives us our direction for the year. Our theme this year is to grow stronger. And under that theme, grow stronger, we're divided into three different parts of to grow internally, uh, to be able to serve locally, and to reach globally. That is our theme for the entire year, that everything we're doing. And this past series that I just ended last week, um, the dealing with yesterday, Uh, When I did that series, it was to help us to grow in the areas of settling some yesterdays and settling some past experiences and settling some uh, things that we are trying to carry forward into our life. And hopefully uh, when you get an opportunity, those of you who you might have to go back again and again just to make sure you have that lesson. Uh, But as we grow stronger this year, uh, we want to also make sure that we're growing stronger in our attitudes. And uh, for those of you, um, to be honest, all of us know people with attitudes. Um, Every last one of us. Now, um, I don't want you to look at anybody near you. I don't want you to look at anybody that you're around right now uh, to confirm that you know people with attitudes. And I just want to clear the room right now that if you are being looked at, maybe you are the one who has the attitude in your particular room. But contrary to what you might be prepared for, as far as this series, this series is not trying to talk about the attitudes you need to correct as this series is really going to be talking about the type of attitude that God blesses. Uh, so you can relax just a little bit because I'm really going to be teaching about the type of attitude that God wants to uh, to bless you in and not just necessarily an attitude that God resists. 
Um, when we deal with attitude and as we go into this particular series, when I think about attitudes, I'm not talking about um, how you act or acting like you have an attitude. I'm talking about having the attitude. Uh, what I mean by that is, is just because you sing doesn't mean you are a worshiper. So that is acting or, or trying to do something um, and thinking that you're doing means you become it. We're wanting to become the thing or be the thing. So, um, or just because you take it out of that, just because you give during certain times of the year, as far as holidays, Christmas, or Thanksgiving doesn't mean that you operate in the spirit of generosity or just because you do things in certain times does not mean that you are a giver. You gave, but that doesn't mean that you are living the life of a giver. So we want to make sure that in this series, we're really looking at our life and saying, am I doing that or am I that? Uh, that is what this, these attitudes we want to look at and to say that I just don't want to do it because I've heard it or do it because it's a time of year to do it. I want to be the very thing that Jesus is teaching about in this particular thing. And in this particular series or this particular topic or this, this, this chapter that we're going to be uh, sitting in for a moment. Jesus teaches us or covers eight attitudes or basically eight conditions uh, that define a blessed life. And they put you or basically eight conditions or blessings that put you in an area, a spot of being blessed. Um, and um, I want to, before we go into this, I want to tell you that even in the New Testament, um, and God wants you to be blessed, um, and I don't want you to, to think that God wants you to suffer. God wants you to be blessed. That is, the, that is the plan of him for you to be blessed. In the New Testament alone, there are over 55 times that the word blessed is even used, but I want to make sure that I understand that those of you who are watching right now, everybody might not even understand the terminology or the word blessed. And sometimes we talk in uh, Christianology or uh, Christianese, where we speak in languages of which we think that everyone understands what we're saying. Uh, sometimes when you are around someone or you talk to someone or when you ask how someone is doing, often their phrase is, I'm blessed. Um, if you uh, have someone around you, you sneeze, they'll say, bless you. And we have all these different things that we use. And oftentimes we don't even look to see what the word blessed is. We used to have t-shirts in the early 90s or late 90s, maybe early 2000s. They used to say, I'm too blessed to be stressed. And we would always talk about blessing, blessing, blessing. Even one of our a great uh, gospel artists writes a song, blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. And we sing blessed, but all of us um, oftentimes, we don't understand what the word blessed means. The word blessed means uh, to be happy or to be fortunate. Um, that, and some of you say, well, I'm not happy. Well, happiness, uh, when the, really the word happiness is not contingent upon the circumstances of which you live in. It is a condition of which cannot be changed regardless of the condition of which you live in. It is a state of being. It's not defined by what I'm in. 
it is the state of being that defines what I'm in. He says that blessed is to be happy, is to be fortunate. I want someone to put in the comment section the uh, prophet uh, Pharrell's words right now and say, I'm happy. I'm just happy. And I want you to be able to start to declare those things because many of you are uh, walking around saying, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Well, that is contrary to the, the word blessed. You are a blessed person. You should be a happy person. Stop looking at your circumstances and looking at different things that you say, uh, see and allowing that to speak to you instead of you speaking to that thing and saying, because of my life, I am happy. I am fortunate. And God wants you to live that happy, fortunate life. And as your pastor, I want you to live that type of life. And Jesus opens up talking about blessings and he talks about the kingdom of heaven. Many of us don't understand what the kingdom of heaven is. The kingdom of heaven is really him saying it is the place of which God reigns in your heart and in your life. Uh, the kingdom of heaven, when we say that kingdom come and that will be done, what we're saying is I want all of you, your principles, your statures, your ways, I want them to live in me. Uh, for his kingdom to be at work in you, to be living in you, that means that that is how you're able to live a perpetual state of blessing life or a perpetual state of happiness. Someone just put in the in the chat section right now, I want his kingdom. That is that is to say, I want his reign. He is the landlord of my building. That's what it means. Uh, that I'm not have to worry about my rent for this month because Jesus has already paid it all. He is the landlord of this property. He is the one who orchestrated. He is the author and he is the finisher of my faith. You can be able to just, if you have nothing else to say this week, then just that whole thought to just be able to say to yourself I'm good I'm good because he is the landlord he makes sure and I'm taken care of so Jesus as we go into this particular scripture and I told you I'm going to try to teach the best way I can but when Jesus approaches this and it says that he goes up into a high mountain goes up into a mountain. When I was in Jerusalem, we went to where they thought the particular mountain was that Jesus taught from. Uh, we don't know if that was the mountain. They just kept saying this might be the spot. Um, so we don't know if that's a spot or not, but just imagine that it was that particular spot. This mountain is a high elevated position. Jesus goes up to this high elevated position and as he gets there, it says that the disciples come up with him, uh, which is to say, if we were to just take that apart, there are some things you won't learn until you go higher. There are some things you won't be able to understand until you get into an elevated position. And some of you are not able to understand some of the things that God wants to do in your life because your thinking and your position of living is too low. I want someone to put in the chat right now, come up just a little bit higher. Higher doesn't mean you think more than anybody else. It just means you've lived below your potentials long enough. And you got to be able to elevate your thinking, elevate your belief, elevate your train of thought just a little bit higher. And the disciples came up with him, which means that when you go up higher, uh, when you go up to the next dimension and when you go up to the next level, God will assign people to you on that level. You don't have to get to the top. You don't have to get to the other level and say it's lonely up here. If it's lonely up here, maybe God hasn't taken you there because when God takes you up, he will also allow you to have other people that are assigned to you. Not a lot. I'm not talking about a lot. I'm not talking about people that you bring with you out of friendship. I'm talking about people that God will assign to you at every level. Put in the chat right now 
now God will assign someone for me for whatever elevation you have he won't just give you haters he'll give you celebrators he will give you people that will celebrate you and not leech from you but they will want to get and learn and apply every principle that you have applied to your life if you got a house they want to know how did you do it if you got a car they want to know how did you do it if you got a job they want to know how did you do it they won't just leech and they won't just want you to cash app them you God's going to send you people in this season who will elevate with you I don't know who needs to hear that word this year but put in the chat section God will enlarge your circle this year God will anoint your circle this year everybody in your circle can't be broke anymore that's 2020 that's old stuff God's got to put people in your circle who are ready to elevate someone put in the chat section he's sending people to me that are going to elevate me Glory to the Lamb of God. So, I'm telling you, staying with low-level thinking, people, it's over. It's old news. We've got to raise our level of thinking. So, Jesus taught as a rabbi. Jesus, now, this scripture, Jesus, uh, he sat down as a rabbi does. He sat down to teach the people. That's what rabbis do. They sit down to teach. And it says, and the people stand, the people stood. Now, historians say, and if you read this particular chapter, uh, and this, this one sermon went on for a few chapters. Uh, so Jesus was teaching them how to be blessed, but he sat down while they stood. I want to ask you a question. Can you stand to be blessed? <laughs> how long will you stand to get your blessing? <laughs> Jesus sat down, but they stood up. Jesus had something he wanted to teach them. He got in a position to teach, but they had to stand in order to get the lesson. And, I, and there are some of you who you're sitting down when God wants you to stand in the middle of the situation. God wants you to stand in the middle of the season. God wants you to stand in the middle of the circumstance because in the midst of your standing is a blessing. Someone put in the chat session, stand just a little while, stand. So he talks about blessed are the poor in spirit. I'm trying to teach y'all. I'm not trying to preach, but he, he's, he's a dual nature of preaching and teaching are just kind of they come out they ooze out I'm trying blessed are the poor in spirit now for those of you who think that Jesus is preaching about a poor gospel that's not what he's talking about he's not talking about economics he's not talking about materialism he's not talking about blessed are those who are physically poor no this scripture and this why it blesses me and this is why I want to start here he's talking about those who are spiritually bankrupt uh, people who are spiritually impoverished or people who are basically in need people who identify and say my life is dependent uh, my life I'm, I'm in need I, I'm not just I'm not satisfied with where I am they're saying I, I acknowledge what I don't have that's what a life of, of spiritual you want scripture for it Matthew the fifth chapter verse three I'm talking about this same scripture but just in a different translation the good uh, the God's word translation says Blessed are those who recognize they are spiritually helpless. Uh, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, excuse me, belongs to them. Then Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse three and the CEB uh, translation says, happy are people who are hopeless. That 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 does away with everything you've been saying. I'm just so hopeless. You're blessed. If you don't have if, if you you're sitting there saying, I, I have no hope other than God, you're blessed. 
Uh, for all of us who walk around saying, oh, I just feel so, I feel, just feel so out of strength. I just feel so hopeless. You're in the perfect spot to be blessed. If you could just stay there a little bit longer, you will see the blessing in the midst of your hopeless situation. But you got to be willing to stand. You got to be willing to stand. And someone put in the chat, just be willing to stand. Be willing to stand. So when we get through this and we talk about our dependency on God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I thank him for it. So when we talk about a particular life that God blesses and having a, a dependency on God or I'm, I'm dependent on him as our lesson today talks about our declaration of the dependence. The first area that I'm dependent on if I'm going to declare this this week I'm going to declare first that I'm dependent on God. I know we say that all the time uh, when we're like, on God. Well, I need you to be dependent on God. And I want you to put that there to say I'm dependent on God. Acts, the 17th chapter, and verse 28 says, it is in him we live and we move. And we have our being. It's in him. He was talking about in that scripture. They, he was quoting a poet who had wrote that. And, and they were maybe, some historians say they were maybe speaking of Greek gods. Or that's what they were saying. But he said, I'm going to take what you think and I'm going to apply that to the God I know. He said, it's in him. Glory. It is in him we live and we move and we have our being. First Peter 5, 6-7 says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God. So that at the proper time, he may exalt you. Glory. There is a proper time. Now that word uh, humble, that, that word humble means, uh, and I looked at that, the proper interpretation of the word humble means it's either you be humbled or suffer yourself to be humbled. It means be humbled, uh, meaning on your own, take the attitude of humility, like to be able to say, well, I, I, I am not thinking of myself less and, and I'm not thinking that I'm a, a carpet for people to stand on, but I'm acknowledging that there's someone greater than me or, or there's someone, and I'm not just even talking about God, even those of you who are in different areas and those of you who have different skill sets, to be able to just acknowledge there is someone that's greater than me and the, the sun may set on what I do at some point, but God will raise up another to humble yourself to be to have that place of humble or allow life experiences to humble you allow you to go through enough experience where you get humbled <laughs> I would rather be humbled I would rather be have a life of humility than to allow life to humble me I, I want someone to make that decision today and it says the reason that you want to humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and so that at the proper time he may exalt you verse 7 says casting all your anxieties I don't know who might be going through an anxious situation or an anxious season right now he says cast all of your cares or your anxieties on him because he cares for you that word cares for you and that this particular text means because he respects you and now we looked at it and said well I respect God I didn't know he respects me what that means by him saying he respects you what that means is he knows what you can handle he respects his investment in you enough to know how much it is that you can handle that's why he says, cast your anxieties on me because I care for you. We used to sing a song in the Sanctified Church. I don't know if y'all know this song. Might age um, some of y'all, some of you new school, y'all know this song. We used to sing this song. If you call on Jesus, he will answer prayer. If you call on Jesus, he will answer prayer. If you call on Jesus, we would sing that song. And I'm telling you, if you have an anxiety, if you have a care, if you have a problem, if you have a circumstance, I'm telling you, call 
call them, call them, call them, call them, call them, call them. Someone put in the chat section right now, call them, call them, call them. So the first area that I am dependent on is dependent on God. A second area that I'm dependent on, my declaration of dependence is I'm dependent on his word. That's that's the attitude of the poor in spirit. I'm helpless without God and I'm I'm helpless without his word. I'm dependent on his word. Um, Psalms 119 and 105. Someone just put I need his word. Psalms 119 verse 105 says your word is a lamp to my feet. And a light to my path. What that means is your word will not only just show me the way I need to go, but it will also show me where I need to avoid. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and it lights my path. Like he doesn't allow you just walk around wondrously and just wondering and trying to figure out exactly what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And for everybody who's talking about, I'm just trying to figure out my purpose. I just don't really know why I'm here and I'm just not really sure what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm just trying to figure it out. I just feel like I'm just, just wondering aimlessly and living. I go to sleep and I wake up and I don't really know exactly what my purpose is. And I thought about that thing because when I think about just even the, the iPhone, when I think of the iPhone, every time I look at an iPhone or when you, it comes in a box. If y'all, I mean, those of you remember, it comes in a box, a white box. Uh, I'm not, I don't know what Androids come in, but I know what iPhone comes in a white box. I don't know Androids. It's probably something green. I don't know. But the white, the, 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 the iPhone, thank you, Jesus. God's coming back in the cloud. Don't y'all turn it off. But here, the iPhone, it comes in a white box. And what we fail to miss about that. Is that it not only does it come with a box, but it also comes with a book. That when you take the iPhone out, it comes with a book of what all is capable of doing. But many of us, we skip the book and go right to the product. So we turn it on and we wait to, we start to operate based on what we know it to do. Or what we heard it can do. Or what we've YouTubed it to do. Or what we've read in some little brief article of 10 things that your iPhone should be able to do. So that's where we go and that's what we do based on we, not, we don't read the book. But according to the reason that we don't have to, the reason this is important is because the book has already ironed out and already listed everything that it's capable of doing. How does the book know what it's capable of doing? Because it's been tested before it was packaged. Before the iPhone got to you or before your phone got to you or before your, your, your device got to you or before your TV got to you, it had been tested to see what it could do. And based on what it had been tested, it had been put in a book and it was already certified. It's so certified. It's so sure that the, even the manufacturing company put its logo on it to ensure that it would do what it said it's going to do. And there are many of you all who are walking around saying you don't know what your purpose is the iPhone never it has never said to me please tell me my purpose the iPhone knows its purpose I don't know its purpose because I didn't read the book so I only know half of it because I only read, I only turned it on and did what I know to do. And there are some of you who you only know half of your life because you won't read the manual. 
You won't read exactly what it is that God has designed for you to be. So you think less of yourself because you won't read the book. So you find what you think your purpose is on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on YouTube, on any other area and anything that you see. And then you, you judge your life based on what you see instead of what you read. But if you, it's quiet in the sanctified cyber church right now. But if you would open up the book and look at the manual, everything that has tested you is only to prove that you can't break. It's to prove that you are allowed. There's something inside of you, but you've got to read the book. That's why I said I've got to be dependent on the book. The purpose is built in the product. And your purpose is already built in you. But if you don't read the book, you won't know it. And you'll wake up aimless and you'll wake up mad at yourself all the time because you won't read what you already have. Someone put in the chat right now, read the book, read the book, read the book. So I am dependent on God. I'm dependent on his word. Thirdly, I'm dependent on his way. Uh, depending on his way, Psalms 119 verse 133 says, order my steps in your word uh, so that I will not be overcome by evil. Uh, now, some of you have missed your own praise break because when he says order my steps and when I look at this particular stage, every last one of these steps was designed to get me to the top level. Now, I can skip steps and try, if I don't fall, I can try to jump from here to up here because I want to get there faster. But the designer of the stage built it so that every step incrementally got me to the next level. And there are some of you who are just at this one particular season and one particular stage and you're crying and you're only on the first level. You're only in one part of the year. You're just in one part of your life. God has also ordered the next step. That's why the scripture says weeping may endure on one step. But if you stay there long enough, when he tells you to get another step, joy comes in the next step. So you can't make a complete decision based on one step because every step is ordered by God. He will order sickness. He will order healing. He will order transition. He will order times of darkness. He will order times of light. Every particular step is ordered by God. And I want somebody to put in the section right now, everything is ordered by God. If you look back over your life, you will realize that every single step that he tried to put in your life was designed to get you to another level. But you've got to trust the steps. You've got to trust what he orders. Put in the chat room right now. I'm, I'm trusting what he's ordered. Proverbs third chapter five through six says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I hope I'm I hope I'm ministering to you who are watching it right now. I can't tell in the room I'm in right now, but I hope that I'm ministering to y'all who are watching because Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, not half of it. Some of y'all are like, I trust him Monday. I trust him Wednesday. I don't know if I'm trusting him today. 
He said, trust him with all your heart. All your heart means all your emotion. And don't lean to your own understanding. Meaning, don't lean to your own comprehension. And all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make straight your path. I got a word for you today. It's a word downloaded from heaven. And I want you to say less and trust more. You talk too much. Your talking is removing your trusting. Every step. To be able to say, Lord, I don't know what this steps mean, <laughs> but I trust you. Lord, I don't know how long this season is going to last, but I trust you. Lord, it does not make any type of sense. Lord, these people are getting on my nerves. Lord, if I have one more Zoom. Lord, if one more person asks me something. One more bill I got to pay. One more thing I got to check out. One more thing I got to do. One more paper I got to turn in. One more thing I got to work on. Everybody else is sleeping and having a good time. And here I am working. And here I am working on things. And Lord, it's so much to do. But I trust you. I trust that you've got a plan. I trust that you've ordered my steps. I trust I trust that you know what you want me to do. I trust that you're building something in me. I trust that you're building character in me. I trust that you're building a worshiper in me. I trust you, God. I trust you. I don't like the steps, but I like you. I don't like what this is doing, but I trust you. I trust you. Put in the chat section right now. I trust you. That's what my dependency is that I depend on his way. Trust him. And then I depend on his strength. Psalms 71, 16. This is the type of life God blesses. Uh, I just want to give you an announcement, musicians. Y'all don't have to wait. I'm just, I've been, I'm there. I'm, you don't have to wait. I don't have no clothes. All I got is trust. I, I trust you. See, I was raised in old school church. Old school church means I don't wait on the fire. I bring the fire. <laughs> and when you've gone through enough, and when you've experienced enough, you learn how to praise him in every single season. When Paul and Silas were in jail, it says that they prayed and they sang. They were in a step that they didn't seem to understand. They were in a season they couldn't make sense of. But even in a season they could not make sense of, they made a decision to praise him even when they were locked up. And those of you who are quarantined, and those of you who are home, and those of you who are isolated, and those of you who feel like you're going to lose your mind, you're not going to lose your mind you got another step to go you got another step to go and you need to learn and make up your mind that I trust his strength put in the comment section I trust his strength Psalm 71 16 says I will go in the strength of the Lord my life my decisions my things, my purpose is in the strength of God. I will make mention of your righteousness and yours only. What that means is I'm not doing the right things in my own power, but I'm doing it under the power of the Lord. I've got this scripture. It's going to bless you. Maybe it don't bless you the way it blessed me, but it blessed me. Second Corinthians 12 and verse 8 through 10 says three times. Three times. I can't even get past that. Three times. I pleaded with God that he would take this season from me. Oh, Lord, maybe y'all hadn't been there. I keep walking up these steps to remind you that it ain't over yet. Three times I asked the Lord to take this from me. 
Three times I asked him. I don't know how many times you've asked him, but Paul said three times. And I asked that it should leave me. But God responded to me and he said, my grace, yeah, 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 glory. He said, my grace, glory, is sufficient for you and my power is made strong or perfect in your weakness. He said, I know you feel weak, but in the midst of your season of weakness, my strength is made perfect. He said, so when Paul got that discovery, when Paul got that revelation, he switched it. He said, oh, is that how you do it? He says, so therefore, I will boast in my weakness. I will boast about it. I'll talk about it. He said, because the more weak I am, the more strength I get. He said, the more weak I am, the more I go through, the more I, I'm struggling, the more that I'm, I'm, I'm going through seasons and more, more I'm, I'm isolated, the more strength I get. I want someone to put in the chat section, strength is coming to me. Strength is coming to me. He says, the more weak I am, the more strength I get. He says, so I start boasting. When is the last time we had a a testimony service where we said first giving honor to God who is the head of my life pastor saints and friends I would like to thank God for my trials I would like to thank God for my weaknesses I would like to thank God for what I'm going through because how I have gone through and what I have gone through it is in the midst of what I've gone through that I've learned how to praise him I've learned how to trust him because I found out about him when I got weak I found out about him when I got broke I found out about him when COVID happened I found out about him when I couldn't go to church I found out I was a worshiper when I couldn't go worship with the building I found out who I was the more weak I was the more strength I got someone put in the chat section I got more strength I got more strength I got more strength I got more strength Lord I will lift my eyes to the hills <laughs> from which comes my help my help comes from the Lord someone put in the comment section I got strength I got strength I got strength there's a choir who used to write the song and they would say no joy no strength and I wanted to say to somebody right now if you need joy the strength in Jesus if you need strength it's in God it's in him no joy no strength the reason I have joy is because of God come on James Cleveland God is the joy and the strength of my life he removes all pain misery and strife he promised to keep me never to leave me never ever to come short of his word I've got to fast and pray stay in this narrow way I've got to keep my life clean in each and every day because he promised he promised that I can go with him and he's never going to take me back someone put in the comment section I got strength in Jesus 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 so I got to go on I got two more points and I'm through but I'm going to stay right here since I messed up the song anyway I might as well stay there so verse 5 so point 5 is not only am I dependent on God not only am I dependent on his word not only am I dependent on his way but I'm also dependent on his defense. 
All of y'all gonna click off right now. What do you mean I'm dependent on his defense? I'm ready to clap back. I'm ready to say something. I'm ready to tell them what I saw. I'm ready to send them a text message. I've already drafted it and I've already drafted the email and I'm gonna go ahead and tell them what I say. Mark the fifth chapter and verse three through five says, and the chief priest accused him of many things, him being Jesus. And verse four says, and Pilate asked him, he said, have you no answer? You don't have anything to say? Jesus and verse 5 says Jesus made no further answer and they were amazed because Jesus had the answers but he gave them no answer and I want to give y'all a word right now you need to know who to answer everybody don't need an answer some people are not even worth your time some responses are not even worth your energy some responses are not worth the characters that you were trying to say you need to leak the whole thing and say I have no response I have no answer so Psalm 62 verse 5 through 7 says for God alone, oh my soul, wait in silence. Verse 6 says, he only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, and I will not be shaken. I want to give a word for everybody right now. I'm trying to teach, preach, and I can't seem to get myself together. But I want to tell everybody right now, if you're a leader... If you're a parent, if you're a spouse, if you're a friend, any area of influence that you have, you will be misunderstood, period. Just get over it. You're going to be misunderstood. You don't have to stop playing. I'm still preaching. You're going to be misunderstood. That's how it's going to happen. Somebody's going to look at you upside your head and say they don't like you. And let me tell you this. If enough people don't like you, they're going to believe the lie before they believe the truth anyway. So stop even trying to waste your energy on it. You got to make God your defense. And you got to be like Jesus. Because if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to be, if you're going to be an influence, more influence, more criticism. More influence, more criticism. It just happens. But what you've got to say and you've got to do is say, I'm not defending myself because I didn't get in this for myself. I got in it for God. So God alone is my defense. Someone put in the chat section right now. He alone is my defense. And the last point, and I'm through and I'm out of your hair. And point six is I also got to trust my declaration of dependence. It's trusting in his timing, not my timing but trusting his timing and I'm through right here for those of you who are sitting there looking at your clock God's not concerned about your clock God's not looking at your watch God has an appointed time for you God knows exactly what you need and God knows exactly when you need it that's why Psalms 27 and verse 14 says wait on the Lord be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart say it one more time wait on the Lord someone put in the chat section wait on the Lord what that means is while you're waiting God is working while you're waiting God is working I remember being in the living room I remember being in the family room when somebody was in the kitchen cooking I've been invited to some people's houses and they realize that I don't cook and they tell me to stay out of the kitchen because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just in the way of people who are cooking but while I'm in the living room while I'm in the family room I ain't worried about what's going on in the kitchen because I know that eventually the table's gonna be spread and they're gonna say it's time to eat but I gotta trust the people in the kitchen I gotta trust the people in the other room I can't mess with the cook
when I don't know the ingredients I can't mess with the cook when I don't know what they're doing and some of y'all are trying to mess with the cook and you don't know the ingredients you're trying to make a cake and you don't have no eggs you're trying to make a cake and you don't have no butter you're trying to make a cake and you don't have no you don't have any sugar and what you got it's a colored piece of bread and no sweetness because you didn't know what you were doing and God's trying to develop something in you God's trying to build something in you but you keep messing with his ingredients wait on the Lord be of good courage he shall strengthen your heart wait on the Lord Ecclesiastes verse 3 1 through 11 says there's a season and there's a time for everything there's a season there's a time for everything but verse 11 says he has made everything beautiful it's time I got a word for you there's gonna come a time he's gonna make it beautiful there's gonna come a time he's gonna make it beautiful he's gonna turn your morning into dancing he's gonna give you a rose by every thorn he's gonna wipe away every tear he's gonna make it beautiful he's gonna make it beautiful this ain't gonna be the beast but he's gonna make it beautiful he's gonna give you a reason to dance again he's gonna give you a reason to shout again he's gonna give you a reason to trust again he's gonna make it beautiful ah, he's gonna make it beautiful watch me every season that you go through God's gonna make it beautiful don't throw in the towel don't give up don't walk away don't stop praying don't stop living don't stop worshiping he's gonna make it beautiful he's gonna make it beautiful it's gonna make sense it's gonna make sense I feel the deacons right here one of the deacons will say trouble in my way to cry sometime so much trouble in my way I got to cry sometimes I lay awake at night I lay awake at night but that's alright she's she's will fix it Jesus will fix it after a while. Jesus will fix it after a while. Put it in the comment section. It looks like it's getting ready to be after a while. It looks like it's going to be after a while. He will fix it. Why you trying to figure it out? God's already worked it out. He's going to fix it. He's going to make it beautiful. He's gonna make it beautiful. He's gonna make it beautiful. Preach Mario. I think I will. He's gonna make it beautiful. I ain't telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. Oh God. He's gonna make it beautiful. He's gonna give you beauty for ashes. 
He's going to give you beautiful ashes. You ain't going to stay here. Jesus will fix it. Come on, lift your hands everywhere. Say yes, Lord. Lift your hands at home. Say yes, Lord. Lift your hands in your living room. Say yes, Lord. Lift your hands in the bathroom and say yes, Lord. Why am I saying yes? Because you are God. Yes, Lord. You are the author. Yes, Lord. You are the potter. Yes, Lord. You do what you want to do. Yes, Lord. I'm going to be delivered. Yes, Lord. I'm going to be healed. Yes, Lord. My answer is yes. My answer is yes. Yes, your will. Yes, your way. Yes, Lord. Lord. I got another yes, Lord. my declaration of dependence I'm weak yes but I'm not I'm not through I'm weak for those of you who are in a season and you just say it's hopeless it is but he's the strength of your heart One of the temptations we hear, they would say, I ain't, I ain't too proud to beg. I want you to be able to say, I'm, I'm not too proud to beg for your strength. God, I'm dependent on you. I, I need you. My last point, I said, is a blessed life is a God-dependent life. That's what a blessed life Thank you, Jesus. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at MyGrowthPoint. Until next time, keep growing.